Good evening, everybody, and welcome in to another episode of the Faithful Dogs podcast here on a Victory Wednesday. I am Tyler Johnson, joined by Zach DeFranco, Jack Robinson. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Good, man. It's not cold yet. It's not freezing yet. Uh, soon, like two days. <laughs> yeah, it, hey, man, it, it's to me, it's still cold. But yeah, we're not as cold as we will be here in a couple days, but... We appreciate you all joining us here um, on this Wednesday night. Thank you for tuning in um, as the Cavs are battling the Bucks. So if you are joining us, we really appreciate that. Before we get into tonight's show, though, if you are watching us on Facebook or Twitter and not yet subscribed to the YouTube channel, remember, you can subscribe for free. And once you do that, you are entered in for our jersey giveaway that we are announcing the winner of on December 23rd. Friday, so this- yeah. Just a couple days away here. You guys want to make sure, again, it's free. You get to pick any jersey of your choice. All you have to do is be subscribed to the Network 216 YouTube channel. Very easy to do. And I want to ask if you guys as well would drop a like on this on this video. It helps the channel grow, helps the YouTube al- algorithm as well. So if you guys would take <clears throat> a second to do that, we really would appreciate that. There's a whole lot to get into. Deshaun Watson's progress. Kevin Stefanski's job status, and of course, recapping Browns and Ravens and previewing the Saints game. But before we do, we want to make sure we take a second to hear from our sponsor, Underdog Fantasy. What's up, everybody? We know that we know that daily fantasy never stops, and Network 216 is proud to be a partner with Underdog Fantasy. Very simple to use. All you have to do is go to Underdog go to underdogfantasy.com and you will just click the sign in button. You'll create an account if you haven't done so already. If you've not created an account, it'll ask you to enter a code. Enter code 216 and they will double your first deposit up to $100. Underdog Fantasy live draft lobbies that you get to compete with you and your friends. It's no salary cap like DraftKings and FanDuel. You get to go to a draft lobby, pick the players you want or you can do daily pickums, which give you access to all the NFL and NBA games for you to make your picks every single night. Again, go to underdogfantasy.com or use the underdog fantasy app on iOS or Android. Use code 216 to double your first deposit up to $100. Sign up today. And gentlemen, the Browns were victorious on Saturday night. They defeated the hated Baltimore Ravens 13 to three in snowy Cleveland. Uh, I mean, overall, it was kind of a hard game to watch, I would say. Uh, what were some of your takeaways from this game? For me, it, it was a little hard to watch, I'll have to admit. Kind of boring. It, it was kind of it was kind of like a um, a typical AFC North showdown in the in the snow in Cleveland, you know? You, you kind of get those kind of games. Like, uh, if, we, if we were a few field goals away from that being a much closer game in rare missed fashions too for a uh, kicker like Justin Tucker like the goat mm-hmm. of kicking so yeah it was it was a very very rare game on the even the Ravens side even with Huntley being a starter you know uh, mm-hmm. uh defense is definitely coming back in the form we'll get into the Joe Woods I'm sure later as well but uh yeah uh, a few takeaways I have is Nick Chubb ran the ball 20 times and our quarterback passed the ball for less than 30 and we found a way to grit out a win so yeah, it was it was pretty uneventful. Uh, I mean, it's still kind of crazy that they were able to almost rush for 200 yards on us, uh, <laughs> pretty pretty handily, pretty 
there wasn't really a lot of resistance there, and yet they still weren't really able to get into the red zone or make any sort of impact on the scoreboard in any particular. I mean, they got to the red zone like what twice or something, mm-hmm. and they just yeah. they came away with three points. I mean, you'll take it, but I mean that's definitely a game that that you can't expect that to happen twice. Uh, but yeah, it it definitely was not the most eventful game outside of you know the one touchdown and the, and the block the block field goal. I mean, those are things that you just don't see, especially against Justin Tucker. So, I mean, we'll take what I'll take any win we can get. But this is definitely not a situation that if you had told me that the Ravens got two hundred yards and uh, and we missed two field goals, that I'd be like, oh yeah, we probably won that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, overall. This game, it was very low scoring. I think that was a little bit to be expected. Uh, overall, the Ravens did not have a lot of luck passing the ball. And that begs the question, because I, I want to really start with the defense, because we'll have plenty of time to talk to Sean Watson and Kevin Stefanski. I want to talk about the defense, because a lot of uh, people are saying that the defense has looked better, which from a turnover standpoint is true. The Ravens only scored three points. Mm-hmm. but Tyler Huntley was playing quarterback. I think what we're discounting here, and I want your guys' perspective, it's not to slam the defense because that's not what we want to do. But overall, the defense still gave up ne- nearly 200 yards rushing on the ground. And you're in a situation where <clears throat> Greg Roman lost the Ravens this football game. Like, what were your guys? Because it, I-, I was telling my wife, if the Ravens ran the ball every – they don't have to pass. Just mm-hmm. run the ball every time, and they were probably going to win this game. I'm not sure so what, what happened. Your, I'm not sure what happened there because. What are your guys' thoughts on the defense? Because the the turnovers have improved, which you want to see, but I'm still not really seeing the overall <clears throat> like great defense, great defensive performance. Secondary is getting better, you know. Yeah. I mean, that that is uh, okay. I'm sorry, but I don't know what we got to do with safety next season, guys. I don't know if you guys noticed me. I don't know what we got to do with safety next year to just improve that position. But mm-hmm. like John Johnson cool. makes some plays and you're like, Hey, that's like why you paid him. And then he like any running back that goes after him, it's just like, he's, he's a door. Dude. Oh no. Like, John dude. Johnson does not know how to tackle a running back outside of just jumping at his ankles and hoping that he trips. That's, or just that's, not even trying. And like, that's in all the he red does. Zone. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to just knock on him, you know, like, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, it, it's bad. The safety position is something that needs to be really addressed. But, Tyler, like you said earlier, dude, the fact that they abandoned the run, like, J.K. Dobbins had 13 carries, 125 yards, and he almost averaged 10 yards a carry, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it like, was not good. If my, Even me and my dad, my, my dad looked at me and goes, why are they, like, abandoning the run in the second half? Like, their That's adjustment awesome. was so wrong. It was so wrong. It Thank God it was so wrong. <laughs> but it was so wrong. Like, And they wanted Tyler Huntley to beat us. And our secondary is what you, they had to worry about, if anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm not really sure how to feel about the defense. Because, like, obviously you want them to do good, and they did do well. I mean, you can't you can't say no to an interception, a block punt, a block field goal. Uh, like, you can't say, like, bad things about that. But I'm mm-hmm. also not going to say that this is a game where the defense – I don't want to say that they didn't earn it but that it wasn't them going out and beating a team at what they're best at. It was more so that they went out and they took away the, the uh, they took away the game plan that for some reason that Baltimore was trying to go after, even though that game plan wasn't the most effective like method of attack for them. Like, I mean, every single time JK Dobbins got the ball, he was running for, for nine, 10, 11 yards. Like he was just busting tackles, 
he was he his cuts were really good. He like he was stopping on a dime. Like guys just could not tackle him. And really, the only the only reason that they didn't score more score any more points than three is because they would just basically stall out and start passing mm-hmm. for no reason on third down or just passed on like first and second down. And then they were stuck and they couldn't do anything. I mean, like if that first drive, if they had just not gone for those, uh, for passes on first and second down, they probably would have got a touchdown, but they did. And they put themselves behind the sticks and then they, we had great goal line, great stand on that fourth down. But again, I don't know if I can really feel like this defense is consistent or if a lot of the teams that we're playing against just don't have offenses that are consistent enough to take advantage of our weakness or just Greg Roman just doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it, it's, a, it's a lot of all of the above. I see, I'm see Lawrence, Josh, Merry Christmas to you guys. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Darren Johnson, Ainsley, thank you all for joining us. We really appreciate that here in the chat. Um, Josh did put out some news and then we'll get back to the defense in a second. Uh, Miles Garrett, Joel Patino, Nick Chubb, all headed to the pro bowl for the third year in a row. So Expected. Deserved. Congratulations. Congratulations to them. Um, I think we're gonna have a quarterback there next year. Yeah, I just said that. Um, anyway, you kind of hit it, Jack. This defense, it's not impressing you. Like, I mean, we're get now the thing that is going in our way, we're getting turnovers. Yeah. Something we haven't had all year. So you know what? Great. Like that that's seriously great. But when it comes to Joe Wood's job status, because this is still a huge talking point where people think that we are, that he's going to keep his job. I think it's sealed. I, I don't think, I really don't think it matters what you do these next couple weeks because your defense isn't improving overall. You had a situation on Saturday where Greg Roman lost the game for Baltimore. Greg Roman decided that they weren't going to run the ball 50 times and win this game because if they do, the Browns don't win this game. They, 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 they don't. I, because this defense can't stop anybody running the football. Did and something again, happen? Did something happen like to J.K. Dobbins throughout the game? I don't no. Even remember. No, J.K. Dobbins played the whole game. Yeah. And if you think about against the Bengals too, I mean, we the defense did look better. Yeah, the Bengals still ran for nearly 150 yards. Yeah. So it's not like we're really shutting anybody down. If anything, the opponent's making mistakes. And to our credit, the defense is credit. They are capitalizing. Yeah. But – what do you guys think the job stats is of Joe Woods moving forward? Do you agree that there's a chance he can still keep his job? Because no. I, I'm at the point where he's – what we see the last three like three games here. I think I think he's done. I think well, he's done. Y- you know, it's crazy because I, I've i been pounding the table for it. And I I truly believe that he, sh- that he will be gone. But I've been hearing people say that they think that there's a really good chance – that Joe Woods is going to stay simply because they think that, that there might be just a, 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 an idea that because the season went the way it was in terms of the, the suspension of the quarterback and because the first couple of like half the season we had, you know, the, our expectations had changed that maybe Joe Woods will be let off the hook because this season is almost like a wash. Maybe he just the way wait, that the wait, defense, wait, wait, but wait, wait. yeah, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying, that, that this is like an official source or anything. I'm just saying that okay. this is what I've heard people say. The season wasn't a wash until our defense played I, bottom four. I get it. That's when I, the season I know. was a wash. I, this isn't my opinion. This is just what I've heard people say. Now, do I believe it? No. I think that Joe Woods is gone. But I also do think that there is there is a possibility that somehow 
if Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry come go to bat for him and try to, you know, make a point about it, that there's a chance that he could keep his job. I just don't think that it's in their best interest to do that. And I think that they will end up probably making this, I, this shit I, at some point. You, you have to. I think, you want to know what I think? I think if they had someone under Joe Woods that they trusted to coach the defense while he was gone, he would already have been fired. There's no one oh, under yeah. him that I don't, sure. I don't think they can even trust to – it wouldn't be – even close to better than Joe Woods, you know, like it, mm-hmm. it would have probably been worse. That's what I think. I think, I don't think there's a position coach under Joe Woods that could become a coordinator. Yeah. I, I mean, Kiffin I maybe Kiffin, maybe, but I don't think Kiffin's like going to call scheme up defenses, you know, so. it sounds like the people that are in, in charge in Berea, this decision, it seems it, it, it from what I've been reading on the OBR and just, seeing on social media it looks like he's there's it doesn't matter what happens at this point like joe woods is gone there is no return point of no return right now i mean you play when you have players that are week to week calling out a scheme calling out the Mm. preparation you have jeff howard by the way dude we didn't get to talk about it last dude when your quarterbacks coach basically (laughs) says for, by the way, guys, for those of you, we'll recap, but mo- everyone knows about it. Jeff Howard says um, about the Bengals, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, well, we expected them to play. And once they came out of the game, well, I mean, kind of thrown for a loop there. Like how? Dude? I, I don't dude, know how that like, makes any sense. How do you that get away with saying that? that? How do you even get away sense. with saying that? And then, it, uh, and then what the, how do you pronounce it? Pfeiffer? Pfeiffer? Whatever. Right. Mike Prefer. Yeah. He <laughs> – yeah. Wait, you know how to, we don't know what you didn't know how to pronounce Mike Prefer's name. I don't care, dude. He's he's a terrible special teams coordinator. <laughs> and he literally he literally made a comment about uh K Dork missing kicks. And he goes, Oh, kicker's not supposed to kick that like that. Like, yeah, no dude, duh. Then yeah, change thanks. it, bro. Thank you. Like fix it. Help him Guys, fix his mechanics. I had no idea. What is going on with our coach? Field goals dude. that they that that's not intended. That, that like, like when when they when they practice, they don't practice missing field goals. I couldn't believe it. I totally thought that that was like part of the game script is to purposefully miss the field goal. The I don't goal, know. Dawson. Jack, the goal is to, is to shank the field goal. Yes. You want to shank it as far to the left as you can. And if you do that, you actually get bonus points. I didn't know that. See, see that's okay. news to me. Mike Prefer told me this. He gave me a call before the show and he told me all this information. Well, he so, told you and not the media. Damn, because the media. <laughs> he, when he said that, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Well, dude, dude. That, that thing about the Bengals receivers, that is that is so st- strange that you would admit that, that you would say that it's we were planning for, for, for the top three wide receivers to be there. And then when they <laughs> lost two of them, we couldn't figure out how to guard the one remaining guy. I, how we couldn't do, figure out how to double one of the best. Why wouldn't you? Why would you ever admit that? Like under any circumstance as an NFL coach or coordinator? Would you ever say, yeah, we we two of our main targets were just gone, and so our defense couldn't figure out how to guard the one guy. Instead, we just let random dudes just run past us for for like fifty yard touchdowns. We just couldn't figure it out. That no, that's look. <laughs> it's either incompetence or it's negligence. It's one or the other, and I don't know which what it is because I don't see how how you make that mistake. And then go into halftime, and still not correct the mistake. Like it would be fine if it was like at, at the during the first half, 
maybe it was a little weird. Like, okay, hold on, our schemes are weird because we're guarding different guys, and we don't know what what their uh, what their capabilities are. We don't know what their schemes are. We don't know what their where outs are. They're all different, completely different. After halftime, you say, hey guys, they've targeted Jamar Chase like eight times. They just keep going to him. Maybe we should double him. Maybe we should just stop caring about these other guys and we should just keep have like one deep safety, make sure that they don't really break off a big play on. Nah, we're just going to do like soft zone and we're just going to let Jamar Chase get 11 yards every, every reception. How? And then you come out of the game and, and just say, oh, by the way, yeah, we just we couldn't figure it out. I mean, it's just Jamar Chase and a bunch of dudes. We couldn't figure out how to guard Jamar Chase. I, I, I mean, really? That's out there now. There people, these people are in the NFL. They're going to have to go to job interviews at some point, and they're going to say, so t- tell us about your body of work. Oh, yeah, uh, Jamar Chase got 150 yards on us when he was the only receiver that was even on the, the Bengals' active roster, and we couldn't figure it out. Yeah, that was that's my uh, – oh, wait, why are you guys leaving? Wait, hold on. Wait, come back. <laughs> like, yeah. th- no, these – Pathetic, man. That, you can't say that. You just can't. You just can't can't put that out there. And, and I, and I, I said this, um, <laughs> to some of my family members, if that was me and I was the head coach, if I heard that, I probably would have walked in that presser right there and fired him right on the spot. Like, that's just, it, it was that idiotic. Like I couldn't believe that was actually real. And when you hear the more, like there's the short quote and then there's the longer quote. When you hear the longer quote, you think it's, it's going to make a little more sense. It's worse. It's yeah, worse. It's it's really bad. Just embarrassing, guys. But the one thing that um, hasn't been embarrassing lately has been the continual gradual performance of quarterback Deshaun Watson. So the Browns starting quarterback has really started to, I, I think, put things together, get used to the offense a little bit the last couple weeks. He still hasn't thrown for multiple touchdown passes yet, but he's starting to look more comfortable in the offense, it appears. On on Saturday, 18-28, 161, one touchdown, no interceptions, no fumbles, uh, six carries for 22, 22 yards. How have you guys felt about Deshaun Watson's performance these last two weeks? Again, the touchdowns aren't there yet. Mm-hmm. but he seems to be a lot more comfortable in the offense and really starting to find his that, rhythm a little bit. That's one of the main things I was going to point out was – you can even see in the picture right now, like he runs the offense. He ran the offense Saturday night. Like he mm-hmm. got up there and he made basically the play call. Like the fans, he trusts him to call a play, run an offense. Like that's something that I'm sorry. We did not see with the previous quarterback. And we haven't seen in a very long time is a quarterback that a, our head coach can trust to go up there and be like, okay, you read the defense and you make the call. And, Dude, you're going to see a lot more of that. I don't know if you guys have watched Deshaun Watson. Like, I watched his video when we, especially when we traded for him, I went back and watched it again. Mm-hmm. He does like a film breakdown with Kurt Warner and stuff, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. He's one of the smartest quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He really is. The dude studies and he knows the game of football. So that's something that I noticed alone that I was like, dude, him just calling those plays at the line of scrimmage. I'm like, okay, like, we got a guy here. And then obviously, wasn't like a stellar 2020 Deshaun performance, but it was enough to make plays and he made certain throws. I know Tyler, you posted one of the clips too that Jake Burns posted mm-hmm. that throw that two weeks ago was an interception that he came back through again. He goes, look, I can make this throw. Boom. Dude, like stuff like that. You're going to see it's just light years ahead and it's going to continue to get better. So 
yeah, he he's he's been playing with a lot more confidence. I think they're way more willing to actually let him pat pat the football and maybe look further down the field. I think the the, the receivers still need to kind of get into the rhythm of like continuing the play. Cause even it seems like a lot of the times the guys will just like, they'll go on their route and then they'll say, okay, well my route is I, I've kind of gone as far as I was supposed to go. And then Deshaun's still looking, he's trying to find somebody and he either ends up either. I mean, the offensive line play has just been really bad. So it, it's made it look worse just because he's, he looks like he's running for his life all the time or he's, he's getting hit or something. Uh, hopefully that changes soon. a bunch of drop. Hopefully, hopefully with Ethan Pochich coming back, that'll solve some problems. If he plays but this week, if he plays cool. this week, I'm hoping he does. I'm praying that he does. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, he's been playing really solid. I, I I like seeing how he's really able to use his legs to open up the defense. I mean, if 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 guys just leave the middle open, he's going to take that opportunity. I mean, he had that mm. big eleven yard run. He they, like they I, they've been actually making designed run plays for him. That I mean, really just opens up the offense a whole lot more. And a lot of people are going to point to the fact that oh, he only had eighteen completions. He had less than two hundred passing yards. I mean. The game, the game really didn't dictate that he needed to pass. I mean, you, we won the game because you can just run with Nick Chubb, and they can't stop him. So I don't see why why it's really that big of a deal. I think people uh, just need to realize that that we're not looking at the overall performance in terms of the stats. We're looking at just how he's breaking down the defense, how he's making throws, how he's able to make use of his athleticism and his unique abilities to actually be able to put the Browns in position to win. And, and every week he's been getting better at that. Yeah, really, yeah, really, really good point um, there, Jack. And MC Lawrence says the fans can use the scheme guys open when we get in the red zone. It's a lot easier said than done. That is not like I mean I agree he does, but that's a lot easier said than done when you get in the red zone and you're at the five yard line. There's not as much room in the field. It's about guys winning one on one battles at that point. There's not really a whole lot of scheming you can do, except you saw with the touchdown to DPJ. It's it, it's using DPJ out of the backfield, putting him isolating him one on one, make makes a move on the corner, gets in the end zone. That's all DPJ. It's just one on one. Yeah, my dad's playing me in fantasy football. Darren, so don't don't do not don't. play Deshaun no, no. Watson. There's yeah. so much wind; it's yeah. actually going to be crazy. It's like 50 mile per hour winds and negative 20 wind chill. Do not start a Browns quarterback. Don't start any quarterback in this game. Just don't. Just, just start Geno. Tyler's like stop. Be happy about it. Whatever, Jack. Thanks, Make Jack. I'll, all right. I'll, I'll remember that. I'll tell him. I'll tell him what I tell everyone when they ask me for fantasy advice: is go with your gut. That's what. That, that's my boy. I hate being what? the fantasy advice guy, dude. Because if I'm wrong, they always come back and say shit to me. Yeah. Like, Same thing. I, I stay away from it unless people actually ask me. But more on Watson. I think what we're seeing too. This is a guy that. It takes time to really read a defense. And Watson now is getting a lot quicker with his reads, and we're seeing it on the field. He's got that chemistry with, right now, Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's having a career season and earning himself a contract mm-hmm. extension in Cleveland. I mean, there's no doubt he's going to be extended, it looks like, in the soft season. But Watson just looks so much more comfortable running this offense. Yeah. I mean, you see it on Saturday. Like you said, Zach, I mean, Jack, he didn't have to throw a lot. At this point, you're not going to throw him a lot unless you have to. Mm-hmm. You're just you're not because this is a guy still learning an offense, and he's even said it takes time. Like he even said, it takes time for Kevin to learn for Stefanski to learn him for for him to learn Kevin. Like it takes time for that, and people just want this quick 
quick solution. It's it's not there. It takes time. But I think we have to be really encouraged with Watson's performance moving forward. And I think it's only going to improve more with Amari Cooper. But we're seeing that Amari is not even close to 100% right now. And you can you can just see it on the field. So yeah. what are your expectations, guys? I mean, as we're trying to end the season here, what are your expectations and what you want to see from Deshaun Watson? Constant just getting better growth, uh, learning the offense. And, I mean, dude, if it can translate into wins the rest of the year too, that's great momentum to take in the next year. But there's still a chance, boys. It's one percent. Oh, it's not zero oh, percent. I will say I don't want to get into all the scenarios because you have a chance. I'll say that. Don't worry, Tyler. Next week we're gonna bring up we're gonna bring up the the analyzer. We're gonna bring up the 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 playoff brackets. We're gonna start be that dude that circles about, it that circles yeah, like gonna, the percentages. Start, I'm gonna get the whiteboard <laughs> and say this is what we need. This is the timeline we need to get out of here. Okay, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. But but I mean the the main thing is is that I we just want to see Deshaun continue to gain his confidence, knock the rust off, make the throws that we know that he can make. Uh, he's he's been getting better, and I think that that's really all all that we're looking for is just him continuing to improve and get to the point where he's maybe making those those deep throws that the, that the receivers are getting comfortable with the way that he throws the ball with the mm-hmm. kind of, you know, offense that he allows to open up the, having that ability to get out of the pocket and really scramble and make, make plays with his legs or make plays outside the pocket. So like all those, all those things are things that are just going to come with him getting more comfortable uh, on this uh, with, with these receivers and with Kevin, with the play calling. Uh, and I'm hoping that, that with Ethan Pochich maybe coming back this week, or at least for the rest of the season, that he can at least maybe get his legs under him. He can maybe start to see plays develop better, mm-hmm. and we can see we can see the offense really become maybe a glimpse of what we're going to start to see next year uh, at the very earliest. Yeah, I think what we're going to see too as the season ends is the playbook might open up a little bit, but we're not going to see really what Watson and Kevin can be together until next year. It's yeah. just three out. Like we're not going to see really this offense completely transformed until next year. And Stefanski even said it. He's like, you're trying to implement a new system basically in the middle of the season. He said, it's not a process that like you can just do overnight. He's just mm-hmm. adding little by little to it. And we're starting to see it. You're seeing Watson comfortable out of play action. That was something he didn't do a lot of in Houston. He was comfortable with it on Saturday night. So it's just encouraging to see where things are at. I mean, no doubt. Before um, we talk a little bit about Coach Stefanski, because there's – Can I add one thing to that, though? Oh, of course. About uh, the playbook and not being able to see the full potential. They're opening up in the playoffs this year. What? Why can't I talk about that? I agree. I agree. Thank you, I I 100% agree. They will open open it up up. in the playoffs. They'll open open it up in the playoffs. Anyways, okay. Well (laughs) – Right. <laughs> That's all I'll say. All right. Well, <laughs> now before we talk about Coach Stefanski, I um, just want to read off some quick player grades here. John Johnson III had his best game pr- pretty much as a Brown, at least grade-wise, 93.1. Denzel Ward had a 90.7. Uh, Miles Garrett had an 85.3. Greg Newsom had a 74. And Grant Delpit had a 72.2. Grant Delpit, I mean, he has still his blunders from time to time. He's looked a lot better the second half of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, on offense, Joel Petonio was the highest graded player 
um, that played pretty much the whole game, 79.7. Wyatt Teller, 77.3. Mari Cooper is a 76.8. And Deshaun Watson had his highest graded game. He was a 70.1. So slowly starting to improve there a little bit, which is encouraging. So so I wanted to talk about Kevin Stefanski a little bit because this is a man who has come under fire a lot. And it hasn't been by us, but just Browns fans in general. And I saw a video. Uh, no names, please. I saw a video um, on Twitter making the case for why Kevin Stefanski should no longer be the Browns head coach. I'm go- I, I want to follow that up with why you should not fire Kevin Stefanski. One, I'm just going to start off with a basic, a basic statistic. Kevin Stefanski is the only Browns head coach in their tenure to have a 500 winning percentage or higher against the AFC North since the team came back to Cleveland in 1999. So I want to put that into perspective. I want you guys to put that in perspective a little bit. We've never been able to beat division opponents. Truly. Never been able to beat division opponents. We finally have a coach that seems to have figured out the division, at least somewhat. Yeah, we're third. Things are looking up for us in the division. First, before I go further, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Having a coach that finally is winning games in the division. Oh, dude, it's fun because you can go in any divisional game. Like, we were going to that second Bengals game saying Stefanski owns them. Like, this, this is, you know, this is, this is going to be an easy dub. Obviously, it wasn't. But for the most part, Stefanski does own Zach Taylor's Bengals, you know? Yeah. So, I, well, it's also fun. Because your division is – you play them twice a year. So, you need to have somebody – who at least has the ability to compete with those teams. If you don't have a team, a player, a, a coach that can compete with those teams, that's six games where mm. you can easily just get completely far behind. And everyone knows that if you're not winning your division, those three spots for the wild card are, you know, those are hell to get into. You need mm-hmm. like you need to basically be perfect the rest of the season. But if you're good in your division, if you can be 500 or better in your division, you have a way higher chance of winning your division or at least being competitive enough that midway through the season, there's a good chance that you can actually either win the division or be high enough in that, that you can at least secure a wild card spot. So you need to win your division games. So having a coach that has had a lot of success is critical. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Another statistic here as we're moving on, Kevin Stefanski, his record as Browns head coach is 25 and 22. That's with one playoff win. Other Browns head coaches since the franchise came back in 1999 are 101, 234, and one. Yes, I just I I just said that. Absolutely just horrific stat right there. Yeah. The Browns have only had eight seasons in their entire franchise history where a wide receiver's had a thousand yards in a season. Good chance Amari Cooper does that this year. And Donovan Peoples-Jones could do that this year as well. Lord. It, it could you know why? It. Kevin Stefanski. Yeah. Another thing about Kevin Stefanski. When you have starting quarterback, your now franchise quarterback, saying the following on Kevin Stefanski. If he messed up on a situation, he lets us know, hey, that's my fault. And that's what you got to do as a coach and as a leader. Just take the blame for every situation. Even if the blame is not on you, he does that all the time. Who said so that? Those of, so those of Deshaun Watson said that. Oh, wow. So, I didn't those, hear that. so for those of you guys that wish Kevin Stefanski would go out there and say, oh, yep, 
Donovan Peoples Jones, he sucked today. Cade York, dude, we need a new kicker. <laughs> you just heard from the franchise quarterback that they like the way Kevin Stefanski leads this team. Because I, I'm telling you, Deshaun Watson speaks for the players. Listen, okay, here's another thing. Like, yeah, it works. It can work. Yeah, and you're right about Deshaun. He does. He is going to be that vocal leader. They already said he is a vocal leader. Um, but the thing is, like, that, like, tough, you know, the, everyone's thinking of these defensive-minded first head coaches, these tough, you know, guys, like, that bring that fire to your team, like uh, Campbell and Sirianni and stuff like that. Like, it, it's good when it works. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff is awesome when it works. Look at Greg Williams. Like, we had nothing to lose. So when it was working, let's, you know, <laughs> let's ride with Greg Williams, dude. Like, but when it's not working, it's bad. It's very bad. So mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of those, these pro players don't really want to be coached like that. It's not college football anymore. It's not high school football anymore. You know, they're adult men too. So absolutely. So a coach like Kevin Stefanski, who can, get you to buy into a system. I truly believe that obviously that offensive side is bought into that system. The defensive side is just not seeing eye to eye with their coordinator. That's why I believe mm-hmm. like switch that defensive coordinator first. And it's not like those guys on the defense don't want to play for Kevin Stefanski. It's just, they don't believe in their unit, their group. You know, it's a whole different ball game when you're down there, man. Like the offense practices with the offense majority of the time, the defense practices with the defense, like you get with your clicks and stuff, but you can tell in the locker room, the team as a whole was bought in together. Watson, after that game, going up and thanking the defense after the win and stuff. like. So it'll change. I, I think if you get a, a coordinator that can make the team buy in all year round with Watson, you know, running Stefanski's offense, it's going to be a way different story next season. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Just, just some final quotes here. I want people to understand something. However you feel about Deshaun Watson personally, that's, that's how you feel. And no one's here to tell you how to feel either way. But the Browns would not have a caliber quarterback of Deshaun Watson's if it wasn't for Kevin Stefanski. Deshaun said today that he had the connection with Stefanski when they first met, made him excited to come to Cleveland and get to work with him. They have a very strong relationship. He said Kevin. He said he loves Kevin's scheme because of all the opportunities that can be provided in the run game and the ability to spread the ball. So we can talk about all day that Watson came here for the money. That probably was part of it. But you can't tell me that Kevin Stefanski did not have a good part in Deshaun Watson deciding to play for the Cleveland Browns. So uh, that's one thing I just had to say there. And the final statistic I want to leave you with on why you keep Kevin Stefanski as head coach. The Browns run defense ranks 32nd in EPA slash rush and 31 in yards before contact per rush. Even worse, however, no rush defense has allowed more EPA per rush since at least 2,000. So, you know what? Maybe get Kevin Stefanski a defensive coordinator. <laughs> the Browns are a playoff team. You know, that's why, possible. That's <laughs> why Kevin Stefanski needs to stay as head coach. And very similar, not saying he's the same guy, not saying it's the same situation. Very similar to what Sean Payton went through with the Saints. It really is. So I just yeah. had to get that off my chest, guys, because I'm, I, I saw a rant the other day about it, and it really kind of just fired me up because 
Kevin Stefanski, these players are showing you, they easily could have quit in that Baltimore game. They could have gone into that game. It's snowing, it's cold, and just completely laid down. But they did whatever it took. Like Watson said, he'll throw it 30 times, he'll run it 30 times. Whatever he's got to do to win the football game. And you have a team that's bought into Kevin Stefanski. So, anything else you guys want to add on, Coach? Who man, I'm fired up right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I just don't see why ha- – like, I understand that maybe people are frustrated that the season hasn't gone the way it had that, – that a lot of us were hoping that the offense has, some, has had some points look bad, the defense has looked bad all year, he's the head coach, he needs to take responsibility. But you can't get rid of him before we know whether or not he is the coach who can lead – the franchise quarterback to being the franchise quarterback. I don't want to get rid of him just on a whim in a season where we knew it was going to, you know, be, there was going to be some ups and downs. Obviously there's been a lot more downs than ups at this point, but we don't want to get rid of him after one bad year when we could be looking at the, the next five, 10 years of stability at the, at the head coaching position. I just don't want to even think about getting rid of him until we know for sure whether or not he is the guy to lead us forward. Yeah. I mean, that's where I'm at. And when you have your quarterback franchise quarterback saying everything he said today about Kevin Stefanski, he's not going anywhere. I'm telling you right now, you, you can feel however you want about Kevin Stefanski and the Browns could somehow lose these next three games. Stefanski's not going anywhere. We found that out today. We really did. Kevin Stefanski is not going anywhere. Whether you want to believe it or not, that's fine. But that's that's where things are with Coach Stefanski. So, like I've tweeted out, we ride with Kevin. We really do. I, I think he's the man to get the job done. Fans don't like how he's so even keeled on the sideline. He doesn't show fire. I guarantee you he shows a lot of fire when the cameras aren't on him. The, the only the only reason I truly believe that and kind of know for a fact is when we were at training camp, Tyler. Like, dude, he was ripping in the practice squad tight ends, bro. I'm like, I, mm-hmm. I looked at Ans, I looked at Ansley. I'm like, is that Stefanski yelling like that? Those players? <laughs> like, come on, dude. You're telling me he's just like, even killed to the media, obviously, because like you said, he's a professional though at his job, and he's not going to go up there and like Hugh Jackson and throw people under the bus. Like you mm-hmm. guys, you guys hated him too, Hugh Jackson. Do you want that again? Like, yeah, dude, just give it time. Like he, he hasn't even had his, his offense basically at all. Like he's had the best, obviously he's had that running game and stuff, but he's never had the ability to really like, what, what did Watson say today too about the offense being so balanced? Like that's that he mentioned that they can, that pretty much we can beat you either number of ways. He said, mm -hmm. he said, it doesn't matter if he has, if he throws the ball 30 times, Mm -hmm. he said, cause they got Nick Chubb. Like we got, like we got Nick, we can give him. But the dude, ball. doesn't that make you happy too, though? Like you have your franchise quarterback, not just like Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield saying it or, you know, Jacoby saying it. Like I want to throw the ball more. It, it's it's Sean Watson going up there as a guy who know who we know in 2020 threw the ball 45 times a game and was elite. Like he's going up there saying, "I don't have to. We, we we're, we're gonna we're, whatever it takes to win." Like that right there shows that he came here and he's instantly bought into the the, the culture as well. Like. Mm-hmm. It's those little things that said at press conferences that just show these people, like these fans, that like they're bought into Stefanski. Like, yeah, it's an off year again, but there's other circumstances that play into that, and one of them needs to go this offseason. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Um, 
Two final things on Stefanski. Jacoby Brissett, before Watson came back, was the seventh, eighth-ranked highest quarterback according to Pro Football Focus. You know why? Kevin Stefanski. Baker Mayfield in 2020 <laughs> had his best year as an NFL quarterback. And you know why? Kevin Stefanski's offense. So, just wanted to leave um, on that note. But, guys, before we talk a little Brown Saints here and give our weekly pickums presented by Underdog Fantasy, I mean, we're only four days away from Christmas. Which is kind of yeah. crazy to think. Which is kind of crazy to think about. I don't know about you guys, but one of the places that I looked to get some gifts from this year was Homage, and I think the reason why, dude, their clothing is just so comfortable. I mean, I, I wear it all the time. Mm-hmm. My family to be able to enjoy the same comfort that I have. Yeah, while also repping your favorite teams, pop 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 culture, dude, like, uh. All their WWE stuff is so awesome. Their throwback, like NWO shirts and stuff. Like, I'm rocking the Spider Mitchell because the Cavs are playing. Had the rep, the Cavs are in the show, especially our MVP as well. So, yeah. I mean, Jack, uh, that better be from Homage that you're wearing. It's not, but I'm wearing a shirt under it that's from Homage. I always um, wear shirts under my my hoodies, guys. Listen, it's cold. I'm in a basement, okay? You need an Homage you hoodie. You have to understand. You need an Homage yeah, hoodie. I should get an Homage hoodie. You're right. I, I've, I've been slacking. I don't have an Homage hoodie. But you got a I, gift card. Make I, it happen. I know. I'll get – listen, don't push me, man. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. This is so, – you, you see the peer pressure? This is what I have to deal with every single day on, on, like, on this show, in our group chats. I'm just getting bullied and attacked. I mean, you know, it's fine. Oh, come I on, Jack. It. Jack, we love you. Let's <laughs> not even hear it. But I do want to tell you guys, if you're looking for last-minute Christmas gifts, go to homage.com. The links are there are there in the chat. Go, go to homage.com. Be sure to click that link. Try to get some last-minute gear. You can do one- or two-day shipping. And also – if if you're done spending and you're waiting to see what kind of, what money you get for Christmas, next day, December 26th, big day. They'll probably have new launches on that day. It's a big day for shopping. You want to go to homage.com for all not just your Browns gear, Ohio State, Guardians, Cavs. Every sport. Be sure to go to homage.com. All the retro apparel that you guys can that, get. That's so. another thing. If you're done shopping for Christmas and you got some extra cash to spend on yourself, if you know, if you want to treat yourself. The Peach Bowl's coming up. You might want to get some Buckeyes gear, man. I know I had Absolutely. to do it, so I know I had mm-hmm. to do it. So, <laughs> also let's be real. There's one person every Christmas that I think everybody always ignores, and it's yourself. You need to get yourself a present. <laughs> you need to go and get yourself a nice homage shirt. You've been looking at that shirt, and you've been like, "Oh no, I can't. I gotta it's wait." Sitting in your no. cart. It's been sitting in your cart. <laughs> it's in your cart. You gotta, you gotta go and check it out, man, because that, that like you never know man that they have stuff there that's limited time and you know you're going to regret it if that if that stuff ends up rotating you should be a motivational speaker jack well said. I, I know i really should that was i know jack that was fantastic as we're just moving on guys just you know just do it i think i might train I, I think i might trademark that <laughs> just homage it <laughs> yeah just, <laughs> just 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 pay homage just pay, just homage. pay homage just buy yep. homage just pay homage <laughs> all right now guys the browns are going to take on the saints on saturday Interesting back to back Saturday games, but do Christmas Eve. It's kind of nice. The Browns aren't playing on Christmas and last when we did that last year. Uh, what happened last my... year when that happened? <laughs> I, I don't remember. It, dude. I don't yeah, remember. It's absolutely <laughs> terrible. Anyway, the Browns are going to play the Saints. It's going to be a cold game on Saturday. Uh, no, didn't really know... Uh-oh. <laughs> hey. You froze for a second, Tyler. Oh, uh, Okay. But I was going to say, it's going to be a cold game on Saturday. Uh, they're expecting about 10 degrees, 50-mile-an-hour winds, wind chill about negative 20 degrees. 
This game coming up on Saturday, both teams probably aren't going to be able to throw the football. I think that's pretty safe to say. Um, Nick Chubb, we have to update the injury report real quick. Nick Chubb has not practiced for two straight days due to a foot injury. Hmm. Stefanski's hopefully can play. That's about all he said on it. Miles Garrett has been out two days straight with an illness. Um, John Johnson the third has missed practice for two straight days due to a thigh injury. Ethan Posick, it sounds like, has been practicing. We're not sure if he'll be activated. On the Saints side of things, no Chris Olave for the second straight day. Jarvis Landry ended up on the injury report, and Pete Warner's on the injury report. So this game on Saturday, guys, how do you guys feel about this game? I, because this is truly – you're not going to be able to throw. It's truly going to come down to tougher team in the trenches. Well, I don't think we can throw just because it's cold. If you don't no, dude, it's like 50 no, mile it's 50 wins. mile power wins. Oh. I don't think anybody oh. can throw in that, man. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be – that is going to be an ugly game. Like, if we thought that the Ravens-Browns game was was ugly, this is going to be ugly. Like, Jeez, this is going to be like that dude. game where, where the Patriots, like, what, threw, like, what, two passes the whole game? Oh, I wouldn't against be surprised. The against the Bills last year. I wouldn't be surprised if we year. see something like that at this this time. I wouldn't be surprised if we see less than like fifteen combined pass attempts. Like I wouldn't. Like, I think that that's perfectly in line. And those they're going to be like short dump passes, like nothing long. I mean, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are going to get their work in this this week, and. I'm curious to see how the how the Browns adjust, especially because Alvin Kamara is definitely and, and well, Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill are both big running threats for the Saints. Although Kamara has had kind of an off season, so I'm curious to see just how this game progresses uh, throughout. Just considering that those guys are really going to be the main targets. You you might Lave out. You might see Uranus or Ford even get kind of called up for some reps too. You might see three running backs this week then. I yeah, mean, seriously. Yeah, I think I really think you might. Yeah. This you know, is the I, I think this is the week. <laughs> I think I think that they should just go all like full 1940s square. We're gonna have three <laughs> running backs. Wishbone, all, Marilyn I just as many linemen as we can get. Just run the triple option. Have Deshaun be a runner. Just yeah. everyone's <laughs> running. I don't care. We're, you're you're not gonna know who's who's running the football because there's gonna be so many active guys that, that you're not gonna know who to, who to guard. So I I'm down. I I'd love to see something like that. This is the fun thing about about what about uh being in Cleveland is that we get some wacky weather games. Uh, <laughs> that's what I like to see. That's what I like to. That's see. That's the more. Christmas spirit right there. <laughs> that's the Love Christmas spirit. Right right yep, go buy that homage gear. Anyway, Jack, continue. But you know, I I I'm really excited to see just kind of how this game progresses because a game where where it's just all running and it's cold and it's windy, I I just want to see what kind of game that is because I mean we've seen games like it before, but not nothing to the point where I'm pretty sure this is the lowest projected score combined scoring game almost ever. I'm pretty sure like the the oh, <laughs> like the the line is like 32 points. It's 32 right now. It's probably. And it's going to probably end up going down even more because yeah. so many people are hammering it. I mean, I don't, the one thing we're not talking about in this game, we might see teams go for it almost not every fourth down because it depends where you're at. Dude, you're not even going to be able to punt. Yeah. Probably in this, like in this weather. I mean, this is going to be truly a hard game to watch for me so is personally. That, 
I'm more hard. worried about Taysom Hill than I am Alvin Kamara. Mm-hmm. I really am. Okay. Because yeah. this is a Taysom Hill game waiting to happen. Uh, it's well, I'm going to be there and I'll, I'm going to try not to die, but oh, dude, uh, oh, you're going to be there. I dude, it, look, it's the last home game of the year. Ugh. I have to be there. That's just how it is. And it's going to be, sorry. It's going to be fun. You know, I'm not, I'm not. Will too... it? Oh yeah. Look, I said this earlier. I, I was t- telling people earlier, the, the weather conditions are half the fun. Somehow weathering the, weathering the insane stuff that happens at the game, the rain, the wind, the sleet, the hail, that's part of the fun. That What's football without a little bit of inclement weather? <laughs> hey, man, I'm all about, like, snow and whatnot for weather, but when you're talking, like, a negative 10, 20 wind chill, dude, you, count me out. Eh, I, I'd a, rather watch it. Just get a scarf. Just get a scarf and some gloves. You're probably fine. There, there will be people there without shirts on. I'm, I'm willing to say there are going to be some crazies. There were, there were last week. There were some people there without shirts on. They didn't care. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm going. I, I look. I, I'm not saying I might go. I'm saying I'm already going. So, <laughs> I will say, in this game, Alvin Kamara. I mean, he is Alvin Kamara, still really good football player. Not even averaging four yards a carry this year. Yeah, he's having something, a something year. else that. Struggling like us on the offensive line. Uh, Cesar Ruiz, they just placed him on IR, starting guard slash center for the, for the Saints. That's a loss there. <laughs> what What are your guys' expectations for this game on Saturday? Like, what, what are you expecting to see on either side of the ball? I'm expecting Nick Chubb to have 25 carries. I'm expecting Kareem Hunt to have 20 carries. I'm expecting Dearness Johnson to have f- 10 carries. And I'm expecting Deshaun Watson to have 10 rushing attempts. <laughs> I think that's probably about right. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like weird that that's kind of like realistic. Yeah. Like, I that, mean, that... I just don't see, I don't see really, I, I see the game being like 12, like it being like some, some random weird score, like 12 to like seven. Like that's, that's the, it. and it's like two, two touchdowns with like them attempting to go for two on each attempt and missing them. I was going to say, there's going to be no field goals in this game. Yeah. And then like a touchdown where they, where they barely get the, the extra point in and then like, that's the score. So I, I mean, it's going to be a weird game, uh, but I expect it to be a lot of rushing attempts and a lot of rushing yards. I, I'd be surprised if we get even close to a hundred total passing yards for each team combined. Yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be brutal on Saturday. I, I, I mean, think, it really. I still is. think you'll see some field goal attempts, dude. That's gonna be. I mean, I don't that's think. Be, see, that's see, gonna the be thing. an adventure to see if people are mad about Cade York missing a field goal. Oh man! <laughs> well, look, saying, dude. I look, think man. Will be. The thing is, I don't know if you'll be able to kick a field goal if it if you're not like at like the ten yard line. Like, so you're saying they're just gonna go for two? Every single time, Tyler? I mean, well, you I might mean, be in a situation where you have – that's if you get a touchdown. Oh, dude, there's going to – There's going to be, be a zero. Come on, but... dude. So you're saying they're not going to kick a field goal and there's not going to be touchdown, so it's going to be a 0-0 zero, zero tie? That would be funny too. <laughs> All right, dude, okay, given the weather, it really wouldn't surprise me because everyone's going to be running it. So everyone's just going to stack the line. Look, I trust I trust the Browns the Browns rushing offense uh, – to, to not go and get and get stopped every single time. I mean, we, we have too many good running backs. 
we we have I mean Nick Chubb himself like will wear will wear down a defense throughout the whole game. Add in Nick, add in Cream Hunt, add in Dearness Johnson. You you have the ability to uh to to get to, to get some points on the board. I I don't think that this is going to be like a scoreless game. I I just think it's going to be a very a very fast game because it's going to be a lot of rushing attempts and a very low scoring game. So you think it's a given Nick Chubb plays on Saturday? I I think that I don't know if if anything that I've heard has has me concerned that he's going to miss. I think it's more they're being cautious. Like with Miles Garrett, they're just like, hey, we don't want to put any unnecessary strain on your shoulder during practice. Well, Miles is sick right now. Oh, is he sick now? Yeah, it's sick. Okay, no, well, I even then, I don't think I'm not that concerned. Maybe, maybe if he if he's still sick, come the Friday report, then I would be concerned. If Nick is still completely inactive on the Friday report, then I'm really concerned. I don't. But, I, if he is, I don't think he plays Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going based off what I think. I don't yeah. think that it's any because I mean it. It just popped up on Tuesday. So I'm hoping that maybe it was just some sort of, you know, he tweaked something or something during warmups or practice and it's, it's nothing serious. And they're just being overly cautious because they, they may not think that he needs to practice the whole week, which I, I don't really think he does. That's fair. I, yeah, I, I think there's a situation. I mean, if you at least see him limited, I think that means he'll play on Saturday, but as we're going in and we are going to make our weekly pick and presented by underdog fantasy, Jack, I know who you're going to pick, but what's the score of this game going to be? The score of this game is going to, you know, I, I'm, I've, I'm really th- curious whether or not they will get to 32 points because I, I think that it's, it's going to be one of those games where if they saw it, like it, it might get, and you know, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that they're definitely not gonna get to the points. I think that it's gonna be sixteen to nine Browns. Wow. Okay. I think that they're gonna yeah, I think that they're so gonna So there is a field goal. No, I think that they're gonna get two two point conversions. <laughs> I just realized we gotta make sure we announce um our records. What is everybody's record? Thirty-three, twenty-six and is. one. I don't know, what, was my, what was my record after last uh, last week? That's not my job, Zach. Dude, dude, you're supposed to keep track. I'm 40, 19, and 1. Oh, dude, I don't know my record then. Okay, he's disqualified. <laughs> Get him out of here, man. I don't, dude. I didn't keep track after last week. All right. Oh, I mean, like, I, I I know I went 3 and 1 last week. I'm just saying I don't know what my record Oh, if, okay. Record if you went 3 and 1, you would have been 34 and 16. So what'd you do this past week? Three and one. What'd you do the week before that? I think I was three and one. Or was I two and two? Dude, that's for you to know. Like that, I don't know. Oh, Dude, we do. did it. We did it over Snapchat these last two weeks, bro. Brother, if you went two and two, you're thirty six and eighteen. He can't be thirty six and eighteen. That's not the math. Doesn't add up. Yes, remember because I didn't keep track of four like you guys we, did. We have oh, geez, we have yeah. we we we've guessed sixty games because it's four 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 games a uh, week, fifteen weeks. And I uh, missed it has it has all to right, add well, up. All right, either way, we'll do it for fun at this point because yeah, I don't. <laughs> I only know mine. Uh, all right. Anyway, Zach, who you got on Sun? What who you got on Sunday? And what's the score? Well, MC Lawrence stole mine. I had Browns twenty, Saints ten, and they're not going to hit the thirty-two. Right now it's, th- it's sitting at thirty-two point five, so okay. 
I don't think okay. they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna hit it, dude. Okay, so I've jinxed. I, I I've jinxed Browns the last couple times. I've picked against them. When I picked against them, they win. So I'm gonna take another one for the team here, and I'm gonna pick the Saints. Be, even though I think the Browns are gonna win this game, I'm gonna pick the Saints and hope my jinx continues to work. Because so that's, far, I, I am getting really good at jinxing whatever team I say is going to win. That's a true, um, Browns, true Browns tradition. <laughs> so, I'm going to go with the Saints in this game. I think they're going to win. Oh, man. I don't, even, dude, I don't even know how to pick a score for this game. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go 16, Browns 8. There we go. Yeah, just, just – Complete random, yeah. Yeah, that that's pretty much what I got. All right, Jack. So, I'll, so I have the standings for you and I. If Zach figures out his record, I'll add it. But I do have. I have thirty-eight wins. That's all I know. Okay. Uh, well, if you have thirty-eight wins and you have twenty-two losses. Okay. Okay. That's, that's okay. What? That uh, fine. I'm not gonna do math right now, dude. Okay, that's <laughs> fine. Either way, we got it. Okay, so you're in second. Jackson's there. Okay. Anyway. All right, Jack, what is the next game, the next team you're picking this week? I'm taking the Jags tomorrow to beat the Jets. All right, question. What do we want there? Does it matter? Also, Josh, Josh, I'm picking the Saints. That it helps the Browns because when I pick no. against the Browns, they no. seem to win. Psychology. Tyler's Reverse picking the Saints because he's not actually a Browns fan. True. <laughs> That's why I'm wearing this shirt. Anyway, all right. So we want the Jags to win that game tomorrow. If if the Jags lose, it takes away. We're not going to get into all this. There's just so many scenarios, and it would take forever to explain them all. We need the Jags to win that game to keep an, another path for the Browns open. Yeah. If if the Jets win, it doesn't eliminate us, but it takes. There's only two paths left for us to get in. I think that the, I think the Jags are going to win. I think that Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson yes, okay. he's playing. Zach Wilson is playing. If it was Mike White, hold on, I might have had to change my pick, but because he's not, I have Dude. to take the Jags. That, and and that's one you're picking. Okay. Yep. I need Perfect. Garrett Wilson to go off. Though, All right. So you got the Jags, Zach. Who you got? I got the Bengals over the Patriots. Okay. All right. We need I'm that gonna too, go right. We need that. Yeah, we do. We do need that one. Don't we need um, the Ravens to lose out, Tyler? That that's a possible. That's not one that we need, but it is another scenario that we could get in if it happens. Dude, there's I, I don't have them in front. There's so many. Dude, there's scenarios. a lot. I think Betty like, posted it. Dude, there's a lot of scenarios. There's so many. There's and Cleology well, on Twitter. If you guys well now, him, well now him. the Ravens scenario is possibly open because Lamar's going to miss another week. They might sit Lamar. I'm hearing. They might just said, they might, they might. That's the last game you ever played as a Raven, dude. Ah, uh, I think the franchise. We'll see though. We'll see. That'll be a fun conversation this offseason to talk about. All right, I'm taking the 49ers over the Commanders. Sounds okay. about right. All right, you Jack. You're not uh, right. You're right. Purdy over Heineke, huh? I like that. Oh time. yeah, I like that. I'm always good for a Purdy good time. <laughs> Whew, uh, give me the uh, you know what? Give me the Lions over the Panthers. 
Okay. I want the I look, I man, I want the Lions to make the playoffs. I, I do want too. Them to do it. Right there with you, man. Right there with you. That'd be fun. Give me the Cowboys over the Jalen Hurts list Eagles. Okay. Okay. Easy. Easy money. What, dude? You're you're betting against Minshew Mania? Yes, I am. Dang. Hopefully Dak picks it up because he has struggled mightily the last couple weeks. Okay. I'm gonna go with let's see here. Another one that we need to go our way. I'm going with the Steelers over the Raiders in Pittsburgh, Christmas Eve. That one I I was just going to avoid because, like, I know we need the Steelers to win technically, but. (sighs) Your final one, Jack. You know what, man? This is going to be I, – I don't believe in this that much. <laughs> but I really want think it would be funny if large appendage Nick Folk comes in for the Colts and beats the Chargers on Monday Night Football. So I'm going to say the Colts beat the Chargers. You mean Chase McLaughlin? Wait, no, what? what? Huh? Nick Folk. You said Nick Folk. Oh. You mean Nick Foles? Foles. <laughs> Crap! Okay, I'm leaving. Goodbye. I'm off. I don't know why I said folk. I don't know why I that, said That's folk. a game we need that has no chance of Oh, happening. my gosh. Wait, Give me Nick need... Foles. We, we need the Chargers to lose, but that's not going to happen. Look, yuck, you say that. They were, one, <laughs> they were one field goal away. They had to hit one field goal, and they would have beat the Vikings. After they were up thirty-three to nothing, but they were up thirty-three to nothing. But, you can't but, make a case for the Colts. No, They're up thirty-three listen, nothing. Listen to me. Can't. Listen to me. Listen to me. Uh, There's no way that can happen again, ever. It's all never, right. Sure. It will right, never right. happen twice in a row. So I'm saying. Yeah, they won't that be up that much ever again, dude. They blew look, it. You're being negative. Okay. Not being I'm, realistic. <laughs> I'm, look, I'm just saying that you put Nick Foles out there and. There, it's going to be a whole new dynamic than with Matty Ice. Okay, they can maybe they'll actually score more than one offensive touchdown. There's a chance. This isn't young. Doesn't matter. He's he's large appendage Nick Folk. Foles. Oh dude, you can't even <laughs> say his name. I don't know man. why I keep saying Folk. Okay, but no, I I'm I'm look. I know that this is a really long shot pick, but I'm going to take it anyways because it would be funny if it happened. I think it has no chance, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> All right, Zach, what's your final pick? All right, before I get there, this this is something that I read today that's interesting, okay? Okay. All right, so this is assuming the Browns went out. This is at underscore Cleology. This is assuming the Browns went out. If the Jets beat Jacksonville, okay, this week. I know where you're going with this. But Baltimore's upset by Atlanta. We'd want New England to beat Cincinnati instead of the reverse. Because Baltimore beating Cincinnati earlier this year and consecutive losses by Baltimore plus Cincinnati would set up a winner-takes-the-division scenario in Week 18, which would clinch the Browns a playoff spot. Dude, these scenarios every year... They hurt my head. All Browns fans should have, like, a math degree, dude. Can't it just be, like, simple one year? Just win the game. (laughs) just win the game stop relying on other teams yes there's also a scenario and i'm not getting into it because it seriously hurts my brain that we (laughs) could get the sixth seed but i'm not we're not we're not doing this yeah it's really it's really easy don't give up a 13 point lead to the to the jets don't lose don't lose to the falcons (laughs) 
Like, I mean, it's it, there's a bunch of easy ways that we could be the we 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 should be eight and six at least right now. Like, oh mm. my gosh. That being said, what a could have shut up, man. What a could have shut up. Oh man. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to go. God, I want to be like I want to take be like a risk taker for this game. Yeah, I'll do it. Okay, Broncos over Rams. That's not a risk. Yes, it is. The Rams Broncos suck. The, so fact the, Rams. That the fact that that's a Christmas Day game. Oh, oh dude, they goodness. really thought they really thought that they were getting ahead of it with that game. Like, gosh, this well, is dude, they, they did they did with this game tomorrow too. I know it's so I bad. This Jets Jaguars game was going to be trash. What's what I'm saying? It's like, actually good. The Christmas yeah. games, dude. I'm not even interested in watching it all. My mom's going to be so happy to hear that. <laughs> It's seriously not interested. It's, it, no, it's, it's still football. football. It'll be on. It'll yeah. be on, bro. But I'm just yeah. saying, I'm not. I don't really care. It's still football, so it's like, eh. but either way, it's going to be brutal. Okay, my final game. <laughs> it is a Christmas Day game, and uh, it's going to be a brutal matchup just because <laughs> b- both teams can't score. Um, of course, you already know that. Uh, that the Cardinals are on their third string quarterback, Trace McSorley. Oh my um, gosh. So Tom Brady should have a chance. I'm going with the Buccaneers over the Buccaneers Cardinals. need it too. They do. Dude, they do, man. They're the six Bucs, and eight in dude, winning their division, bro. Listen, man, if the Bucks make it in and they're under five hundred, they're hosting a playoff that, game. I, I think that the NFC South should be folded. I think that they should just get rid of them and they should just wait a couple of years until they don't suck. Imagine like, if we were in the NFC South. Oh my gosh. We'd be battling we'd be, the Bucks. That'd be fun. We'd, we'd, if we were in the, the NFC South right crap. now, we'd be hosting a playoff game. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh well, those are our weekly pickums presented by Underdog Fantasy. Wanna thank you all for tuning into this episode of the Faithful Dogs Podcast. This is the last one here before before Christmas. So we really appreciate that uh you're spending spending tonight with us uh we hope all of you have uh a merry christmas everyone stay safe the weather's gonna be kind of brutal this weekend it sounds like so stay safe yeah. remember guys if you're not yet subscribed to the youtube channel it's free all you got to do go to the youtube channel go to the link that we have it's on twitter it's on facebook all you have to do click that subscribe button free to do you're entered in for a jersey giveaway which we are announcing the winner on friday before Christmas. So again, be sure to do that. If you haven't already drop a like on the video as well, you help network network to win six grow as a channel, help that um, algorithm grow. We really would appreciate that. So again, we have got the dog chug tonight, 10 o'clock. Want to make sure you guys tune in for that one. But again, thank you all for tuning into this episode of faithful Dogs podcast. If this this video gets a hundred likes, the Browns will fire Joe Woods. Only a hundred likes. Yep. That's it. I did that. That's wow. easy. Just do Confirmed. it. Just do it. Confirmed. Yep. I'll send it to Denzel Ward. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in this episode of the Faithful Dogs Podcast. We'll talk to you all again soon. And go Browns, baby. Go Cavs. Go Cavs. Go Cavs.